stopped on the podcasting. Hello, this is Veronica Best, and you're listening to Who Told You? This is the infusion into the intricate inner workings of your thought life with inspiration, one episode at a time. Our thoughts are the basis of each decision, ultimately paving our life. This is the thought x-ray hourly show that begs the question, who told you? Our guest today is an awesome woman that I've known practically my whole life. She's a married mother of three children, six grandbabies. She's been in children's ministry, which is an organization that is church-based that teaches children the Bible. She's been doing that for 31 years. Um, She's also been a bookkeeper and an accountant for 22 years. She loves to paint. She loves to quilt all things craft. She's amazing. She is my friend, Rita Bruce. (sighs) She's here. Yay. And uh, my product for the month is, I'm trying to go fast. Ice cubes, fruity flavored. This is the Elsa uh, Arctic grape. It's awesome. The reason why I love it is because um, my friend who was on here um, on the podcast a few episodes ago, she is a she's a personal trainer, uh-huh. and I'm always trying to lose weight. It's like forever I'm trying to get trying to get skinny. Like always. I gave up. <laughs> <sighs> and she said, just get some fruity flavored gum and chew the gum. Like go crazy. Like ah. you know, whenever you just get these insane cravings, and I have a serious sugar demon. It's a demon. Okay. And it's like, I want to eat sweets all the time. So your product is the happy planner. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about that. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> I wish I brought it. If I brought it, I could show you the, how it works, but it has, um, all kinds of new cool things. It has folders. You can add anything to it, personalize it. You can take pages out. You can put them where you want them. And it has three sections and they are different. You can get a financial one. You can, I didn't tell you that part. You get a financial one. Mm, I need that uh, one. You can get a uh, one that's like a Bible study. Okay. Faith one. Yeah. Um, just different kinds. You can get all kinds. So that's so It's cool. really neat. It's called the happy planner. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I need to check that out. And you like the five by seven, right? You said I like earlier. the one that's, I think it's like a, the mid size. You got the large size, the tiny size, and the mid size. And the happy planner Amazon link is in the show notes, the episode notes. So when you click on notes, you'll see it down there. And if you want it, go for it or get it as a gift for somebody. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. So here's a new thing with um, Who Told You the podcast. We have been video recording every single episode. Oh. This is episode six. And I finally resorted to just do a Facebook live because every video recording that I have done and edited and sweated over, I cannot post it for some reason. Like I am a novice. I'm not good at this technology stuff. So I'm sorry, y'all. That's why this is the first time I'm doing a live recording for the uh, podcast. But, you know, there really is a video recording for each guest so that you could see everything. Because I'm sure when you hear the podcast, it's like, oh, look at this and see here and, you know, all these visual cues and then you can't see anything. So the t-shirt sale that I talked to you guys about last episode, this is it right here. It says in Spanish, it says courageous like Rahab, wise like Deborah, faithful like Ruth, strong like Esther, obedient like Mary. I actually got this idea. I stole it from Elevation Church because they're selling bags, mm-hmm. the tote bags that say the same thing in English. So I was like, hey, nobody's doing it in Spanish. So. And it's V-neck. I like that. Yeah. So they have a tote bag. It's super cute. So Elevation Worship, thanks for being brothers in Christ and giving me your idea, even though you didn't know you was giving it to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
I, what's so cool about the shirt, I know you guys don't speak, you know, most of you don't speak Spanish, but what's cool about the shirt is that I ordered my first batch of 30 t-shirts uh -huh. and I was like, man, this is so crazy. I've always been against it and they're almost sold out, honey. Wow. Yes. Yay. I know. So anyway, I'll be doing it in English, but I need to change up the words so that it's not like a straight up copy yeah. from Elevation. You don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So anyway, our conversation started for today is what is your favorite Christmas dish? What is my favorite Christmas dish? Mm -hmm. All things chocolate. No. Is it really? It's really chocolate. And she has cherries. a huge party. Like, <laughs> yeah, her Christmas is is not like one on one. It's like four plus upgraded. Yeah. My favorite, I guess, of all times, because it brings back my childhood, is the chocolate-covered cherries. And you always see them at Christmas. So and it reminds me of my dad. So Aww. it's really a, a cool thing. Are they dipped and hardened? Yeah, like they're, they're just, I don't think you could buy them at Walmart, but they're like the cherries with the chocolate with the oozy stuff that comes out. Oh, and it's already done? It's already done. You just Ooh. buy boxes of them. My husband bought like two boxes. and. Where, uh, in the deli? Bakery? No, it's just out in Walmart. It's candy section in the center aisle. It's in the center. You can buy one. You don't need to. Though. I know. You, I you, love Walmart. You'll be as bad as me. I can eat a whole but tray But on Christmas of, Day, I'm going to eat. I'm not going to try and be skinny on Christmas. If you like cherries and chocolate, mm, So is it, a, it is a certain, like, brand? Like, where Reese's and Hershey's and all that? I think that it's called Cordial, Cordial Cherries. I want to try that. Yeah. And, and actually, dark chocolate and milk chocolate. I stole something from you. What? Cause you did minute to win it games at your Christmas parties. Uh -huh. So I watched some of her videos years ago. This is like four or five years ago. I don't know. And um, I was like, ever since then I've been doing minute to win it tournaments for mm -hmm. um, our fun. family. Oh my God. It's hilarious. It totally makes the party. It like I, I think people only, cause we have um, friends come too. We don't just do family. Uh -huh. um, but like, I think they just come for the games. <laughs> and yeah. like this year I got a trophy. It's a toilet. Oh, wow. And it, because the last round, I do 10 rounds. I made it like a guys against girls thing. And the last round was a, a pie eating contest. Oh. So the toilet goes to that winner. <laughs> it's like a, a trophy of a toilet. And it says stuff your face, uh, first place stuff your face winner. Oh, that's awesome. But anyway, this month we are starting off a new book, John Bevere's Bait of Satan. This book I read a long time ago. My mom gave it to me. And Bait of Satan, um, I know there's, people that listen that aren't believers aren't, aren't Christians and bait of Satan is basically dealing with offense. What do you do when you get offended? So we're done with Dr. Caroline Leaf's um, switch on your brain, which if y'all haven't read that book, Oh my gosh, get the audiobook. I use scribed, which is an audiobook app. Um, but bait of Satan is all about offense. So I want to start us off with this first little quote from him that says offended people still may experience miracles word of utterance which a word of utterance is like when somebody comes up to you and says god said this or god is showing me this about you and they give you a message from god okay strong preaching healing in their lives so if you're offended you might experience all these great things but these are gifts of the spirit of God. These are gifts. These are things that, that God does for us because he loves us and whatever. Not fruits. We will be judged according to fruit, not gifting. A fruit is given. A fruit is cultivated like in a garden. And in the Bible, in Galatians 5, uh, starting with 16, it gives you the list of all the works of the flesh that we talked about in the last episode, in the episode before that. And then after 16, uh, on verse 20, it says, the fruit. And then 23, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, and then faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So those are just little 
qualifiers that the Bible gives us to mm -hmm. say, if you want to be someone that's free of offense, you will bear these fruit. What does that mean? Like, what's your initial reaction to that quote? I agree with it. Yeah, totally. Because uh, you can always, um, when you get your free gifts, you can work in those and receive those. You can even uh, minister in those, I guess, in a way. But as far as um, the fruit, that's your life. That's what you live. That's what you, um, what God prunes and what God gives as far as, you know, our talents, I guess. You think uh, it's more like a personality thing? It like is. Your I actual think, personality will manifest. I think it's your personality being cultivated by God in, a, in the sense that as long as you are in the Word and you're in your prayer closet and you're going to church and doing what you should do and being around people that are like-minded, it, it helps you to... To challenge uh, you. Like, yeah. stop yelling at your kids and being a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I swear I have to get saved every day because... <laughs> I get so mad. All moms. Oh my god! I'm gonna say like, some point. I promise you, I'll wake up in the morning before school and start helping them get ready. And I'm yeah. like, guys, I'm trying to be the nice mom today. I'm trying to. Be I'm trying to so hard to be Martha Stewart right now yeah. before she got arrested. I had a countdown every time, and my kids knew it whenever I would get up. But my, mine are all grown, and they have kids of their own, and now they're like, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is an offense in your opinion? What is that? It's kind of a fancy word offense like could it be i think it's a lot of it is hurt and pain i think it's a uh, big betrayal you know i think that's offense um you, you think somebody's your friend and turn and find out that they're really not that's mm. an offense um because uh, you know that's the thing about it is uh, it's hard to recover from offense yeah it's one of the hardest things and a lot of times people don't realize they carry a chip around and, you know, that chip on your shoulder kind of thing. It's holding a grudge is another way of saying it. Uh, unforgiveness is another way of saying it. Mm -hmm. um, so offense is a very deep hole that you can fall into mm -hmm. and uh, you can't get back out of unless you know the right ways to get out of it. Yeah, like there's been times in my life when somebody says or does something and I'm like, oh, they're dead to me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. You know, they, they, they pre, like I you don't said, take it that far, but well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying in the most extreme case, yeah, they were your friend. Like you said, you thought they were your friend and they betray you. And you're like, oh, you were talking about my back. You, you were talking about my back the whole time. That's offense. It's yeah. like, you know, you're dead to me. Like, I'm just, you know, like a disposable cup. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just throwing you away. You're not in my it's life. It's very, very painful. Yeah. It's very, very painful. Yeah. You think that that person is, uh, you have it in your mind what that person is. And then you find out later what the true person is. And it really hurts. So have you ever had that happen? I'm oh, not yeah. sure. Everybody Several. has. Several and how times. did you, like, just tell us what happened. My husband, I'm nosy. My <laughs> husband offended me years ago. Uh, and betrayed me many years ago. And that was one thing that. It was uh, yesterday. Don't lie. <laughs> No, he betrayed me a couple of times, but it was something that, you know, in our marriage that took me a long time to uh, recover from it. But I had to understand where he was, too, in his walk, in his life. And I had to understand that. So that helped me with that offense. Mm -hmm. But then when you come across where there's a friend that is a Christian or a believer and they've offended you, that's that's a little harder. It is. Because you... you you expect them to know better mm -hmm. and it hurts deeper in a way because yeah. you're expecting them to, uh, like they should right. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's hard to recover. Have you ever um, been church hurt, church offended? Yes. Yes, I have. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. 
Put on your seatbelts. Uh, well, our church split uh, due to some really bad things that happened in the church. And again, that's the flip. And by our church, she means me and her. So yeah. let, a little background. Yeah. A little, yeah. little commercial break here. <laughs> she actually delivered two of my babies. Aww. She was there in all the Red Sea opening. <laughs> that's graphic. <laughs> I mean, it was hell. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's just be yeah. honest. I am not a fan of pain. She's not a nice person. I'm, she gets I'm not. <laughs> I am not the kind of person to be like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. No. No. And so after my first delivery, three days, yeah. my mom was there, and she's like, never again. I will never. Yeah. Like I grabbed my mom by the by the bra straps, and I was like, get me out of here. And like I pulled her hair, yeah. and so baby two, baby three, good old Rita. She drove all the way to Alabama to deliver my third baby. Yeah. yeah. I was literally screaming her name out. I was like, Rita, Rita. And um, anyway, so we have known each other literally, I think, since I was 11. Right? Yeah. I started really young. I started going to church. Um, my dad's a Spanish pastor, but I wanted to go to American or English speaking church. And my sister and I started going and that and I became super close to her daughter, Amber, who is mm-hmm. um, my age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm younger. And, and, uh, and from there, oh my God, it was just, I mean, I'm 35 now and I still see her as like a mom, you know, as like somebody I can go to for anything. So this church split. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. Um, it was really, it was the betrayal part. It was the part where you, uh, believed in someone and you believed what they stood for. You believed what they were. And then it didn't come, it didn't come out like that you felt like you were betrayed Mm. lied to Mm. cheated on in a way yeah um and it hurt deeply and it was something that um really shook not just me but my whole family Mm. in a really hard way yeah um so even my children you know uh they some of them even turned their back on god at a for a while and then it was really hard to um find my ground so to speak. It was my very foundation was shook underneath me. Everything I believed, everything I thought um, was was like it was ripped right out from under me. So it was really, really hard um, because I had to come to a place to where it was just me and God. It was just me and God. And it was me asking God a lot of questions and God being there for me and answering those questions. Yeah, and it rocks your theology. It does. Like all of your, um, was that real? Mm-hmm. That one time, am I really saved? That one time when everybody was like running around the church, like Which a I helicopter. Knew I was. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like when we had those um, Holy Ghost fallouts, where like everybody's like, ah, and yeah, I was like, that really was yeah. that was that legit? I think it was because that goes back to the gifts. You know, the gifts we were talking They're about. They're still going to work. They're still going to work. God's still going to bless. Reco- That's good because that ties back to the quote. Yeah. yeah. And as that, that can still happen even in offense. Even if you don't know the offense that's happening, God still works his gifts. He still allows us to, to receive from him. Experience him. Yes. That's really good. Well, for me in that situation, I was like, oh, this is my church family. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stick it out. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times God will um, let us go through that to grow us up and cultivate us in our fruits. Mm-hmm. So that also ties into the fruit part. Did you ever have to confront anybody or talk to anybody to release offense? Or I'm just being nosy, y'all. I don't know. Yeah, I did. In um, some cases, I did go and I did, you know, like have to, 
you know, say I forgive to some people. And then uh, some people I didn't feel pulled to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that a lot of mine, and I, I realized a lot of it was me too. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I couldn't blame the other party as much as I had to blame myself. Yeah. Um, because it, it kind of fell on me too, in a way. So I had to really t accept that. And I had to be um, to that in that place in my life to where I just went to God and said, you know what, God, I'm going to quit looking at, a, at anybody else and put them up because that's wrong in itself. That's so true. I got to look to you and put you up there and put you in that place because that's where we fail a lot of times. And I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself. I had to come to that place where... Um, I don't put anybody up there high. I don't elevate them up. I don't put them on a pedestal. Um, I always look at them. I honor people where they need to be honored and I respect them. But I also re realize that they are just human. And I have to keep that in perspective. Mm -hmm. Because even my pastor now, Pastor Marty. Uh, Who's I that? Pastor Marty Dunkerley. <laughs> he is uh, very transparent, very uh, real, um, mm. very kind man. Mm. Um but he's human. Right. And he'll tell you from the pulpit, he messes up. And that, and that's one thing that I love about him the most is the fact that he's my brother first, then my pastor. He's not my pastor first, then my brother. I can approach him as a brother in the Lord more than I can as a, you know, as a pastor. As a spiritual leader. Yeah, because he's he's always that. Yeah. But at the same time, he doesn't exalt himself. You know what I'm saying? And that helps protect you from getting offended. Yes. If something were to happen, some slip up, whatever, you're not going to be so like, yeah. you know, because you're like, okay, he's. You can go to him and it would be like somebody coming to me. And that's how I feel. Even with Jamie, you know, I can go to her. And that's talk to Marty's her. wife. Yeah. She I was can, here. Yeah. Last two episodes ago. I can go to her and just be real with her and talk to her about it. And I know that. It's going to be confidential with her. It's not going to go anywhere. It's same with Marty. If I don't want it to be, you know, it's just one of those things that he's my brother first. Yeah. And it's like Jeremiah says, um, the one who puts his trust in man is evil. Mm -hmm. Like you really you can't trust anybody. I know that sounds really cynical, yeah. um, but everybody's going to disappoint you at they some, are. at some time. And I think that helps with the fence. For me, it was like, you just got to realize that in your mind and yep. know that they're human too. And everybody's going to let you down and we're going to let people down mm -hmm. and we got to be okay with that too. I mean, not okay with it, but strive to be better. But at the same time, know that the realization is I'm going to let somebody down. You are. Mm -hmm. You let me down. <laughs> <laughs> you did not bring me any food today. I didn't uh, bring no you let me down. Where are my cherries day. at? What the goo? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I remember during that time, my big mistake mm -hmm. and what got me into a lot of trouble was that I did not leave when I was supposed to leave. Yeah. Same here. And I wanted to be the hero. Yeah, and fix everything. Yeah, and I was like, I've been here since I was 11, and I'm going to be the good old faithful. <laughs> you know, and there's just a certain time where you you need to obey God and not be so worried. Like what you were saying, don't elevate man. Don't be so worried about what are people going to think or are people going to look at me as a quitter? And that was my thing. I was right. like, I'm not a quitter and I'll take on any challenge. And if I, if I would have just listened, I would have saved myself a lot of offense mm -hmm. because the offense during that season. And I talked about this last. It compiled on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the offense turned into sin Yeah. because I was not, um, 
what's the word? I, I wasn't innocent. I was good. And then when I refused to listen to God, you were disobedient. I was disobedient. I didn't leave when I was supposed to leave. Right. And and um, if I would have done that, man, I would have saved myself two uh -huh. two years of of torture. Right. Just. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't supposed to go through that, you know, but, I'll but, say the word but, but it's, it's this, it's disobedience. Yeah. Like when you know, you know, and for me, it wasn't the, in the shape and the way of, in the form of dreams. I would have dreams and dreams and yeah, I would wake up and tell Sheldon and be like, you know, oh, should we leave? Like, it was you clear. And pulled. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's the way and, I felt too. Torn and pulled. And my offense lasted a long time. Yeah. Like I, it was not a quick comeback. No. Um, Mine wasn't either. No, it took, uh, it took years. And actually this podcast is helping me get me closer. Yeah. To completing the circle. Like it was at one point it was like, I hate you. I want you dead. And then, <laughs> wow. and then it moved from that to, okay, I'm okay talking to you yeah. and I'm okay. Um, saying that I forgive you. I'm okay praying for you. And seeing the person that offended you. No. Yeah, not yet. ready for that. That's level three. <laughs> yeah. I am being pulled into level three, which okay. level three bounce back from offense is I am okay seeing you being around you. Now I'm yeah. going to bless you. Yes. I'm going to help you. I'm going to do. And so I have not finished the circle yet, right. but you know, that was part of the reason why I wanted to bring Rita because you have been through so much it you know since that season right. um and and i don't we'll only know when we get to heaven right. like why things happened in I the order in it. yeah but at michael's funeral mm -hmm. i that was when i had to confront that season i didn't want to confront yeah you know because <laughs> yeah. the whole church family came together right everybody had scattered and to this day we haven't really found a church family right like we go to a mega church but it's like you're at a concert you know right. what i'm saying you're not really like fellowshipping like we did during that time like we were fam like oh i'll be everything together yeah yeah so um you know how did you feel like when that all came down michael and did that add to that or were you already past the offense were you well, um, I thought about that um, a and lot. And Michael is her son. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, say he passed away in a car accident three years ago. This December 12th mm. will be the third year. Um, and it was sudden, like no, you know. And uh, the thing about it, I think through it all, I think God really showed me a lot through the death of Michael that he's got this. You know, mm -hmm. no matter what, no matter what I go through, every even that offense that I had received or did myself um because i'm sure i did a lot in in return mm -hmm. but um um i i learned a lot through michael's death i learned how to forgive mm. i learned how to um, like the value of life life is short i understood that through that because it it was hard and raw and really hard as far as facing life again when you because he's not you know to lose a child is is one of the hardest things you'll ever go through. And I pray nobody ever, 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 ever has to go through that because it rips a part of you away. Am I, uh, I'm not whole ever as long as he's away. Um, but I know that he's in a good place and I know where he's at because I know what I put in it. But at the same time, it's like I told somebody, I never stopped walking through the valley. 
I'm always in the valley. I'm always there and I'm always going to be there because that's where I am. And that's where, um, it's not that I choose to be there. It's just where I am. Mm-hmm. And cause he's gone. Cause he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, he was mine and Philip's baby and Philip is her husband. Philip's my husband. Um, it was really, um, it's a, this Thanksgiving I think was the hardest Thanksgiving that we've had. Um, because you know, it was still kind of surreal that he was gone and it's like oh well he's just away he's not really gone he's just like he'll show up one day he'll come back but this year it was real and you know it was harder it was harder not for me but for my son Corey who was super close to Michael they were like uh twins almost they're 14 months apart and they did everything together and his birthday is December 11th Michael passed on December 12th Mm. so we were up his house uh, last weekend and he was really having a hard time and I think the whole family is having a hard time and Amber um her daughter is still yeah it's my daughter she still hasn't really grieved fully she's still in that process of grieving um she can't look at his picture hardly she can't hear his voice you know we have a recording of his voice philip listens to it every father's day Mm. so that he won't forget his son's voice so it's one of those things that you never come out of and we'll always long and miss him but we know one day we'll be reunited but still the the fact that we're here and he's there is hard Mm. but god showed me through that how to forgive sorry that's my fault (laughs) It's a, you can answer it. <laughs> I just, um, but I just, um, I really did. I learned how to love people again. Does that make sense? I, I learned how to open myself up to people again. Well, it's an awakening when somebody leaves. Yeah. God really showed me the, I guess what it comes down to is God showed me his love for me through that. Mm. Because the morning of Michael's death, I went to work crying. All Even way after, work. so you knew. I didn't have to. No, but you knew he had passed away. Yeah, I got the phone call that morning from the police officers, and I said, I just have to go to work. I have to go. Where were you working at that time? I was working at Way Trucking for Sandy Reese. Oh, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. I called him, and and he told me, he said, you don't have to do that. And I said, I have to, because I got alone in a place by myself, and I just broke down. And um, I allowed God to be there with me. And I told God, I said, I can't do this because you have, he's close to those who are brokenhearted. The word tells us that he takes our broken pieces. You know, he takes them from us. Only way we can survive anything, any kind of offense, any kind of hurt, any kind of pain, is we have to really, truly, truly surrender that to God and trust him with that. Because if we don't trust God with that, we'll never make it. We'll be bitter. And you got to see Michael. I did. And I remember when um, the funeral was going on, this woman, she was like another Cindy. Like uh, she had so much strength <laughs> when it came to, um, yes, Her yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute. Okay. Give me a second. <laughs> this is live. This is real life. Um, so, uh, Cindy. Yeah, it was strength. That's what I saw on YouTube. Yeah. I was like, dude, she's not even like you were walking around and planning and we got to have this and decorating. I was like, it was a celebration of Michael's life. It was amazing. I was like, she's not crying. She's just going for it. I cried. Well, I I'm just, sure you did. I mean, just like not in the moment when we were rehearsing yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I just, I knew what. Uh, well, you said the vision helped you. Yes, I saw Michael in my uh, vision. Uh, God, 
God allowed me to see him and know that he's okay. And in my vision, it was, he was wearing, uh, and I asked Corbin, his wife, his widow, I said, what was Michael wearing the day he was, you know, had the accident? And she described exactly what was in my vision mm. down to a T. So when I told her what I had saw, she started crying. I started crying and I knew it was God's way of showing me, like, Hey, I've got me. him because in my vision, it was Michael talking to Jesus. They were face to face like this and they were talking to each other and laughing. And he had his arm on Michael's shoulder, you know, like this. And mm-hmm. Michael was had his head down, but looking at Were they at, at Starbucks? Him. No. <laughs> they were, Where were they? They were just in a void area. But yeah. it was um, very, very, you know, uh, nice. Ooh, I'm getting attacked. My dog is here. But anyway, this dog loves me. Um, anyway, so in the dream, I got to, or vision, I got to see Michael uh, hug Jesus. And he put his arm around him like this. And they walked off. Wow. So um, that really helped me a lot because it gave me a lot of comfort to know that um, God's got this. Mm-hmm. He's got my son. He's okay. He's his son first. He was his before he was mine. Mm. And um, I was honored to be his mother while he was here. And um, I was honored to be the one chosen to be in his life. And God really showed me a lot, even through his marriage and his life with Corbin and him reconciling back with God at the very end before he passed was enough to bring me so much joy that God showed me that kind of love. He goes, see, I loved you that much that I allowed him to, to come back to me. Have an encounter with God. But God, God took him home because he knew, and I really believe this. I don't know for sure, but I really believe in my heart that the accident was not caused by God. But, but knowing how Michael was, he was a life liver. He was one that lived life to the fullest. He didn't slow down. He didn't do anything that was not fun and exciting all the time. Even mm-hmm. his jobs were like that. So basically, I knew God knew Michael well enough to know that he would not be the same human. Right. After His that future. Counter, it would have been a bad one for him. Mm. So God went ahead and brought him home. Mm. I really believe that because if Michael had survived that, it would have been very, 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 very hard on him physically. Wow. So I cannot imagine that. Well, this concludes part one of episode six. Who told you you had the right to stay mad? And I know I didn't mention that early in our recording, so I apologize. And we will be back in a few seconds after this commercial break. So we are back with part two of episode six. Who told you you had the right to stay mad? And I'm here with my friend, lifelong friend. She will always be there. You'll be at my funeral? Uh, probably. Well, okay. hopefully uh, <laughs> you'll be at mine. Yeah, you <laughs> never know. Over. We might go together. Yeah. But, um, she, this is Rita Springer. Springer. I love Rita Springer. Rita <laughs> Bruce. I wish I was Rita Springer. <laughs> Rita Bruce. This is Rita Bruce. Yeah. And um, she just shared a very touching, I was trying hard not to um, cry not to cry sorry but uh just talking about michael um we are talking about this month the bait of satan Mm -hmm. and if anybody if you guys are into audiobooks or just regular hard copy books listen or read the bait of satan by john bevere when i tell you this book is so good i've read it three or four times now um or read it twice listened to it twice um it's so good. And uh, offense is something that if you don't treat it, it'll fester. Mm-hmm. So this it's quote, bigger. yeah, it does. Like 
This quote says, trials in this life will expose what is really inside of your heart, mm -hmm. whether the offense is toward God or others. Tests either make you bitter towards God and your peers, or tests will make you stronger. Mm -hmm. If you pass the test, your roots will shoot down deeper, stabilizing you and your future. If you fail, if you become offended, which can lead, will lead to defilement and bitterness. Mm, and that's so, true. so yeah, in part two, we're just going to talk about from Rita's experience with the church split. Um, you know, cause when, when Michael passed away, I really did see your true colors. And when I was giving labor, like in labor, <laughs> yeah, that was a trial. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she was a trooper, man. And, um, what was your experience? I'm just curious to know. My experience with you? Yeah. Was uh, it hell? No, not really. <laughs> um, Were you trying to keep everybody I was, calm? I took it as uh, a happy time. That I felt honored, actually. Oh, I love you. So uh, much. That you wanted me to be there. You know, not many people want you to be a part oh, of. Oh, I definitely wanted you part there. of their life. You know, to be asked and that you trusted me that much with my vagina. <laughs> well. To be Excuse honest, her. she has a very calming presence. Thank you. I don't know. Do other people tell you that? Mm -hmm. There's just something about her that makes you feel like everything's going to be okay. You know? And so I remember when I had Avia, Avia's my daughter, my baby number two. Um, we were in the hospital room and she came so fast that Sheldon was like, I had typed up all these scriptures. Yeah. And then I was like, just read them to me over and over again. And then I, I won't need an epidural. And I'll be like, Amber. And I'll be like those Amazon. Yeah. I'll be like those Amazon women that have babies with no epidural. And I was like, so ready. So Sheldon's there. The laptop is open, like right by Poor my Sheldon. leg. And, and he's like, you know, no, 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 just reading them out. And then Rita shows up. Yeah. Remember, you got yeah. there like right before she came. Yes, out. I was there. So, Barely, I was there. Yeah, but it was awesome. I just, oh, and you, you kept telling me thank you. I did, and I didn't do anything but just be there. But it was really you that. Yeah, it work. gave me assurance, and it made me feel like I'm not gonna die and pass out in this hospital room. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, as far as Charles exposing what is in your heart, like you really showed um, not not just strength with Michael, with everything that I've, I've seen you walk through. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just like, like a calming assurance again. How do you get that? Uh, God, actually. Um, that's another thing. One, I remember one day I was having a really, really, really bad day. And I was just, when I still worked at Sandy's and I was going to work and I was just, I saw something, you know, because it, it clicks sometimes just certain things in your life clicks and it really brings you to a place to where you just like, uh, I just can't face today. I just can't do today. And I remember talking to God not cause I talk to God all the time. I mean, it's like, and when you talk to God, what is that? Like, is it's it a conversation? It's not like a, a lot of people were like, what's up? Yeah. I was like, it's your dog. I always do it like this. I honor God first and I thank him for another day. I always ask him for, you know, I say, please, just let me be uh, what you want me to be today. Let me be a blessing to you today. Before I even hit the floor, that's the first thing that I silently pray to God because I want to be uh, a difference. Does that make sense? I want to be, I want people to know that God's been there. When you're there. When when I walk through, because I'm nothing. Right. It's like we sang in church, I'm a nobody. Trying to tell I, I, everybody, yeah, about somebody. That was fun. <laughs> I went to her church, um, set free. She's actually 
the bookkeeper for Set Free Church, which yes. is Jamie Dunkerley, who was here two episodes ago. Yes. And I went because um, one of my friends is on my son's soccer team, and she was like, oh, they're having Thanksgiving at... They were having our Thanks- potluck Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. potluck yeah. at Set Free. You want to come? I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah. And so I went, and they sang that song. Yeah. And um, that was the day that they burned the mortgage. Yes. The church mortgage. So this church, like, I've been to so many churches because I get, um, you know, I get booked to sing and speak, speak at different churches, and... Very few have uh, no mortgage. Very few. Like I, I do. Yeah. And so they were able to pay off this mortgage in four years, yeah. which is amazing. That and some. Yeah. yeah God's good. Um, that's the thing about God is, is he's always there for us. All we got to do is know that he is. You know, a lot of times we put up our own barriers. Mm-hmm. We let things come in our life. We let things happen in our life. Instead of taking, I have uh, painted the sign in my office where I work now, and it says, be still and know that I am God. And that is like my motto of every day, mm-hmm. just to take time to be still and recognize who he is to us. Because mm-hmm. he is, you know, everywhere. He's on, you know, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere we are at all times. He's just waiting on us as his children to turn around and acknowledge him yeah. for who he is. And uh, I try to do that. I'm not going to say I do it every day. Some days I fail and fail God. And then I feel really bad because I'm thinking, you know, he's done so much for me. I want to do so much for him. And, and we only got a small amount of time uh, on this earth. Mm. So uh, talking to God number one was one God. way that you were able Pray. to Yep. I pray to God and I ask God and you know to remove from the offense that I went through all any offense that I go through because they still happen at times. What was the worst offense? I think for me it was the church situation. I don't think I've ever been so angry and and you know more about the details of what went down but um that was hard um I don't think I've ever been so angry. Probably my worst offense happened uh, outside of that, but uh, that was one of my hard ones. I had a close friend for many years that um, got offended by me um, because of something going on in her life, and she turned on me. and Talked about you? Well, I don't know if she talked about me as much as she just excluded me from her life. Um, So, and it was very hurtful. You know, and I had to really work through that for many years. Um, that was something that. Who I, was she? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to say. But I, I did, you know, come to a Tell place me. to where it was okay. And uh, I will after. No, I'm but, just kidding. Uh, you're not telling me. <laughs> God really showed me a lot through that, too. He really helped me with that. I just had to pray. I, the one thing I prayed, I remember, is I'd always ask God, God, you have to take this hurt from me. You have to remove it from my heart because if you don't ask God to remove it, it's going to stay there and it's just going to grow. And then the hardest thing was that God would remind me that I had to pray for those who offended me. Yes. Oh, that was It's just like the forgiveness episode. It was episode, I think, two. Yeah. We talked about forgiveness and I I mentioned, because that was something my mom told me. She said, sit the person down, even though they're not physically there, like imaginary. Yeah. Sit the person down when you're trying to forgive them and look at them and talk to them and pray for them and bless them. And it's not easy. It's It's not easy to do. Uh, I had to ask God to help me do that because Mm -hmm. when you, you already get, as soon as the hurt happens, the bitterness starts. 
the rejection starts, the betrayal starts, everything, like you said, it festers. It starts to, you know, build up in you and you immediately start putting up barriers to protect yourself as a person. And I really had to pray through those barriers. I really had to ask God to let me see that person through his eyes mm. because well, they're walking in a different place than we are. And yeah. a lot of times we prejudge yeah, and I think that when somebody offends you, it stirs something up that was already there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my insecurity was, or my big complaint was, I'm never good enough. Yeah. No matter what I do, it's never good enough. I've been there too. It's never good enough. And so <laughs> I actually ended up going to therapy. I ended up going to secular therapy and I did inner healing prophetic. Yeah. Which is inner healing prophetic uh, counseling. I did it through um, a church called International... And oh, oh God, what's the name of the church? Eastgate. Zach Smith's church. Oh, okay. What's cool. the name of that church? I don't know. Oh my That's God. Real late. You know I'm so minute. I'm so sorry. I forgot the name. Eastgate? Uh it's I a gate. Know. Okay, it's a gate. Well, I ended up going there. Um I got all those counseling in there because church is my life. Yeah. And um I was there all the time and and I think I You're made the ultimate PK kid. I made it an idol. I made it a place where it's like a badge you wear and you're like, I did this, 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 this. And that's what it became. Mm. And that, that complaint or that insecurity, whatever you want to call of, I'm never good enough. It's really something that was there forever. Like yeah. since I was a kid, cause I through the counseling, through everything. Like I remember when I went to, um, is it Eastgate? It's not Eastgate. You're driving yourself. International right. gate. God. <laughs> but anyway, remember it later. When I went to that inner healing counseling session, she, um, the lady, she made a list yeah. of, okay, what did they do to you? And then she made a list of other people from my family, other people from my friends. Like she went and then she turns the paper around. She goes, they're all the same. Yeah. Wow. She's like, you just don't think you're enough to them. Nah. You don't think you're enough to anybody. It's and I was like, <laughs> and it was like four hours of crying. But, but you know what I mean? Like when somebody offends you, it's like they stir something in deep. The in insecurities that are there yeah. start to grow. Yeah. And you're like, wait, that was there. Well, yeah. for me anyway, it, it was. Um, it was a lie that you believed a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And it stirred it up. And she's like, you know, is it really the person or is it that you just don't believe you're enough? Yeah. And everybody believes that about mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. We all believe we're not good enough or, or not worthy or not worthy. Or we compare ourselves to another person. And what God showed me through that many years ago, because I did the same thing is that God said, I made you, you for a reason. You have your own things that I've given you. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, I had to just learn how to take what God gave me, the person I am. And, uh, through him, cultivate it and grow it. And that's part of the offense part is mm. that that's one of my last things on here is when you, when you do go through that part where you start praying for those who offended you, anybody, no matter who, if it be your husband, which I had to do it, you're one of your friends, your best friend, um, you know, not Tammy, of course, she's always my best friend. Mm -hmm. but anyway, uh, uh, it just anybody like that, uh, 
even your kids, mm-hmm. you know, your kids can offend you. I've, I went through that before. You just have to pray for them, even a stranger that you don't even know and don't even know you, but yet they're coming against you for some reason. And you, you know, as you far feel as, like I didn't mean that. I didn't do that. To I you. Didn't, yeah. You, like if you even say something, sometimes people will twist it and turn it and they get offended by you. Yes, girl. Yeah. Preach. All the time. You're like, wait a second. I didn't even, I didn't even say it that way. I didn't, okay. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to hurt you with the way I, that's, that's happened to me a lot because I have a big mouth Yeah, and I'm vulgar. You know, I just, there's stuff because she's honest, but what, well, not intentionally. It's just, I feel like being born and raised in church, I'm just bold and I say whatever's on my mind. I just, I don't like fake. And yeah, I'm like, if you're me. thinking it, just say it and don't be like, don't try to be so cute all the time. Like just be you. How about that? Um, but you know, you know, I, I don't know, but my mouth, what I'm trying to say is my mouth gets me into trouble. Yeah. yeah. I say things that somebody will take the wrong way and then they're expecting twist it yeah and they're expecting an apology and i work in ministry like i still you know go go places and i had someone get very offended by me one time when i worked at uh, our church that we went to and uh because i was you know i was children's pastor at the time and i was focused on what i had in my mind i didn't want to forget what i was doing so i went by that person and i didn't speak to them and they got offended by that and from that rooted a bunch of other nasty stuff. Like it was a whole web. Yeah, that went the out. The web of lies. And, and from that, that it just grew and grew and grew and, until I finally confronted it and, and explained to that person, no, that's not what happened. But that's how people are. They're just easily offended and take offense. And we have to be careful to guard our hearts. And I believe that's what the Word's talking about. If we pray and we keep ourselves in the Word and we bring ourselves well, you let it heal you in the fruits of the spirit and yeah. cultivate them and allow God to prune and cut away then we grow and we get strong and we get our roots go deep and then forgiveness comes up through any offense that happens you're able to pray for them and forgive them mm-hmm. and once you forgive that person then what happens is you get freedom because mm-hmm. forgiveness is freedom yeah and that's the that's one of the hard things it is with offense is is working through it mm-hmm. it's not a it's not a of it happens and you just fix it. it it's a process. It really is. And because I, we're human. And yeah. We're dumb. <laughs> yeah. And when you get offended for me, I remember I had a dream around that time and I was holding a baby and everybody that would come to me in the dream and talk to me, I would accuse them of the same thing. Yeah. And then when I woke up, um, it was like, God was putting on my heart and saying, it doesn't matter who you work with. It doesn't matter who you partner with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who you deal with. Until you get over this offense, you're going to find the same uh, blame, the, 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 the same you know point to get upset about. It's right. going to be the same thing. And yeah. girl, it was it true. Yeah. And I was like, Man. you get good at, at being offended by the same thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's just, it's like I said, it's part, it's part of the fruit that we talked about earlier is that, you know, we have to learn, have to have long suffering. Mm-hmm. I, I told somebody one time where I work now, I said, because he asked me, what's long suffering mean? Mm-hmm. I said, long suffering. You suffer is, a long time. <laughs> you meet somebody and maybe they don't hem haul with you a little bit. You know, they get on your nerves or they rake you the wrong way or they you just every time you see them you want to run the other direction you have to learn by the love of God to be long-suffering you have to stand there and and just deal with them Mm -hmm. and love them where they are and that's hard to do (laughs) 
and a but lot of, Jesus did it all the time. Yeah. And a lot of times I, when I try to, cause sometimes I'll do like, um, workshops with worship teams and stuff yeah. like that. And I'll say people's personality is based on their gifting. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gifted in the prophetic, if prophetic means you're able to hear the voice of God and deliver whatever that message is to the people. If you're gifted in leadership, if you're gifted in the, in the ministerial gifts, um, administration, yeah, administration, if you're gifted in mercy, if you're gifted in whatever, like, Healing. Uh, yeah, there's all these different gifts that are the foundation of the way you respond mm-hmm. to things. And a, a good friend of mine, Allison Lusted, she does this whole demonstration where spilled milk. Yeah. She's like, if you had the seven different giftings, which is leadership, I don't know by heart, uh, leadership, administration, giving, uh, mercy, healing, healing, whatever in Romans 12, um, and milk was spilled, they would all react differently. Mercy would be like, I'm so sorry that you spilled your milk. <laughs> you know, that's the mercy personality. Uh-huh. The serving personality, the service, acts of up. service would run and get a towel. Prophetic would say, you know, if you would have moved that milk further away from your plate, it never would have spilled. Yeah. You know, leadership would have been like, hey, uh, you, Delegation. go get a towel. You, you know, all yeah. these different personalities. And a lot of times we're offended by somebody that did not mean to offend us. Right. They just have a personality in a gifting that's not ours. Right. Like if I'm a mercy, I am not a mercy. But if I if I was, <laughs> if I was a mercy, like I'm the one that just keeps a straight face when somebody falls and I'm like, uh, I'm not like, oh. Like I have to force myself to react that way. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's why people offend you sometimes. It's just a difference of personality. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's true. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right. Well, in our last 12 minutes, I wanted to dive into a little bit of pop culture. I don't know if you're aware. Um, a lot of big stars uh-huh. like Kanye West, Selena Gomez, uh-huh. Justin Bieber. I don't know who else. They're throwing away. They're throwing around the God name a lot. And, yeah. and, and all this stuff is going on. And of course, in the Christian community, there's a lot of mixed emotions. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Justin Bieber has led worship at uh-huh. Hillsong. I think Selena Gomez has too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who else. If y'all know, um, just tell me like in the comments, you know, who else is being um, scouted out for, uh, you know, being supposed Christians. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? Do you feel like? Well, um, I'm glad for him in a sense, because at first when I heard about uh, Kanye West, I was like, yay, good. He's got a platform. He can use it to uh, further the kingdom. But then when you start looking into it and you start listening to him and what he preaches, it takes you to a different place because he's saying, and one of his, and I'm not knocking him or anything. Right. It's just just an observation. It's just an observation. And being a a seasoned Christian, because I've been saved since... 88. Uh, it's it's hard to swallow because he's saying, "Hey, why don't we just all get together, all the uh, Buddhists and all the oh, okay. Mormons and all the." I didn't know, hear that. Reaching out and saying we all believe the same way when we don't believe right. the same way. It's so a different guy. He's a baby Christian. 
and I'm not saying that he's not saved. I believe that he is. I believe his heart means right, but I think he needs more training in the word before he goes out there and publicly starts talking. <laughs> and I think um, one thing that I noticed, I mean, I was super excited about it and, I, and just the music. I love his, uh, his CD. His heart's in the right place. I, I love the gospel CD. He's just not seasoned enough to do what he's doing. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I think we're so excited or some of us, whoever of the Christian yeah. world, we're so excited that we want to put him on the pedestal. Yeah, don't and he's not that. ready for the pedestal. And nobody needs he, to be on the pedestal. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. He's not he's not ready to do ministry work. I'm I'm not saying that you can't minister right after getting saved. He's still on the milk. Yeah, he's not ready for the meat. Yeah, um, he still needs he needs a lot of um, time in the Word. And if he has a good the Bible. if he has a good pastor or a good spiritual leader, I don't know who that is. He but, actually was having a pastor fly out to his home. Um, once a week to minister to him. But then all of a sudden he started doing this home church and all these people, I just researched it. Did you? Uh, he started having all these um, meetings and they started growing and they started getting an abundance. Well, cause he's popular. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? and then he started preaching from them and um, just the stuff that he's saying is not biblical. Mm. So it's just, it's scary for me because I pray for him because I really want him to be, you know, um, better and I, I don't know how else to say it because i love him as far as a brother in the lord but i think he's just he doesn't moving too fast he doesn't realize what he's doing yeah and he just needs time and i ask god to reveal it to him to mm. show him what he's doing wrong because you can't do what he's doing because it's mm. going to lead a lot of people down the wrong path right 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 so scary it it is I, um i'm scared for him it is dangerous to jump on stage you know what i mean like after you yeah um, recently got saved, or even if you backslid. It's one thing to give your testimony of where you came from and what you've experienced, but it's another when you start giving Jesus's testimony. Mm, that's a whole word in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I just feel protective of him in that, you know, I don't want, um, people to jump down like to condemn him right you know what i mean we like and that's because there's people are like oh that's where the long suffering comes. yeah yeah <laughs> like you gotta you know people when they when they first get saved um they say stuff they're on fire yeah but they say stuff that's off the wall and you're like that's like with trump i mean they they swear up and down i'm not saying trump isn't saved or that he is saved or that he's not saved i mean there, there's no way that we can judge a man's heart and they're like well if he was saved why would he say that Right. Or if he was saved, why would he type that or whatever? It's like, you know what? At the end of the day, um, and I said this on one of the earlier episodes, we cannot see what's on the inside. Only God can. Yeah. It's like when, when we Jesus, can only judge the fruit that appears. Yeah. And that's so. what, you know, when Jesus said, um, many will say in that day, did we not preach in your name? Did we not heal the sick? Did we not cast out demons in your name? And he'll say, I don't depart, depart from, from me. me. I, I never knew you. Knew you. Yeah. And so it's like, wouldn't you think somebody who preaches, right. somebody who heals the sick, somebody who casts out demon on the outside, I would say he is for sure saved. Well, you know, in saying that, there's a lot of churches out there, big churches, that are uh, moving into the apostasy, which is uh, end time prophecy. Um, talking about it's going to be on the rise. Well, it's already happening. You got churches out there, big churches, name churches, that are practicing the Ouija board and tarot mm. cards. Mm -hmm. 
and grave soaking. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will play their music in their church mm -hmm. and worship to it. And um, it's very, it's really scary mm -hmm. because a lot of people are not getting out there and waking up and realizing that, hey, not just because they have a name that's been faithful before, you need to really look into what you're singing from your mouth mm -hmm. um, and worshiping. I know a lot of people had a lot of uh, hard time with that song, Reckless, because of the word reckless. But he comes from one of those churches that does a lot of that stuff. So um, people just need to be aware that we are living in the last minute, not mm -hmm. the last hour anymore. And, you know, everything lining up in Ezekiel 37 is happening mm. right now in Syria. So mm -hmm. we don't have much time left here mm -hmm. as far as Christians. Not yeah. to scare anybody, but <laughs> just get in your word. Know yeah. your word. And, and if you don't know the word, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, that's a whole lot. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it no, no, no. You don't need to apologize. Please feel free to comment below. Um, I'm not going to delete any comments or anything as long yeah. as they're not like um, inappropriate. If they're inappropriate and they get on my nerves. Delete. If you get on my nerves, <laughs> you will be deleted. <laughs> no, but um, it's uh, it's really good to, to hear the truth, you know, and yeah. the truth is not always, it's like medicine. It's not always... Yummy. Tasty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not always tasty, but it is good to talk about it. But, um, you know, with all these celebrities and stuff claiming God and claiming Jesus, I, I just tell people the same thing. I'm like, we don't know. No. We, we don't know what's going on in their hearts. Like they might be out in brothels and all this other stuff, you know, it's like. But a lot of Christians might be too. So, Well, a lot of Christians do stuff behind the scenes that you're just like, <laughs> you never even thought was going on. And I've been in uh, ministry my whole life and the stories that I could tell. Mm. Um, Me too. <laughs> you know, you, you would never, you would never think, you know, but you know, and that's why I'm so big on like last week's episode. I had um, somebody come up to me and say, after listening to last week's episode where I talked about porn, they're like, you're really brave. And, um, well, they just don't know you. Well, well, I, I told, you know, this was a married man and, and it was just me and him and he, he had heard the podcast and he's like, you're really brave for sharing that. And I told him, I was like, well, you know, Paul said to live our lives as an open book, an open letter. And, um, I think that what makes you strong is when you just be transparent. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not trying to be this little tidy, be a fake person. Yeah. And you know how many people you help when you actually just talk, like just and you're share. Human? Well, you just share. I mean, I, I, I do know people that have overcome sin. They're not in, you know, I don't believe like, Oh, well, everybody's struggling with something. No, there are people that are in victory and they're not, you know, dealing with these serious addictions or whatever. Right. But on the other hand, if you are dealing with it and you want to get out of it and you want to be free from it, when you say it, you give it a name, you make it real and it's not something you're hiding anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's what I told him. I was like, you know, when you get to a place where you just want to help people and you don't, you don't really care what people think about you. And I really don't. It's like, you know what? If you're going to judge me for that, well, so be it. Like, right. it could be something That's else. That's them and God. Or it could be something else. You know, it could be I gossip. It could be I lie. It could be I cheat. I mean, yeah. you know, so. Sin, sin. Yes, it is, girl. Anyway, so we are having a giveaway in this last uh, two minutes that we have. We're having a giveaway. If you would like 
um, a subscription to Scribed. It is an app that allows you to listen to unlimited audiobooks. Um, it's really good. I'm giving that away and you'll be able to also hear the book, The Bait of Satan. All you have to do is email me or you can, um, comment below or you can private message me, whichever you want to do. Just say, um, use the hashtag December, uh, bait. How about that? There you go. Or uh, December bait, or you don't have to hashtag it. I don't even know why I said that. Just type it in there. And that way I know, cause it's not what you're supposed to say. Hashtag, hashtag but, everything. Yeah. So just put it in the comment below December bait, like B A I T. And he gives a really good illustration in the book of how bait is trapped yes and does this whole you got to listen to it girl and i'm going to read the oracle the oracle she was telling me to read the oracle by um Jonathan con con yeah it's really good you can listen to the oracle on scribed yeah and the harbinger i've read the harbinger really good stuff i mean yes. that makes you want to run a church so quick yeah like <laughs> read it it's oh, good for you it's so good and i you know that's one of the reasons why i made sure that as i'm doing these podcasts that we're doing a book because it's um Talk reading club. yeah yeah it, well what it does is it keeps you learning yeah you know and it's good to read the bible and i definitely talk about that you know um i do a challenge with my kids every morning i pay them a dollar for every bible verse that they memorize mm -hmm. so they've they've learned three chapters now by, wow. by heart so good. we do it in the morning you know because you're in the car or you know just make it a routine with your kids but we do the bible yes mm -hmm. but we also read books we yes. do audiobooks because I think as long as you're learning, you're glowing mm. or growing with light. Okay? So thank you guys so much. I will see you on the flippity flip. You've been listening to episode six of Who Told You.